Christ began, He will complete. We continue praising all for His glory. We will see. We will finish the race by the power of Christ alone. We will finish the race by the mercy of Christ Welcome back to the Rambling Preacher Podcast. My name is Jesse. I am your host. It has been a while since we've been here, and I am sorry. You know, I keep doing this thing where I get going, and I go four to six weeks really well, and then I fizzle out. Uh, It's happened twice now, and I really thought through having our child I'd be okay, Um, but I wasn't. You know, I just was like, oh, well, I'm going to take a break. My baby's here. And then, well, I'm going to take more of a break and more of a break. And then the finals for school came and the rest was history. So I actually did post on Instagram. If you saw it, I don't know. But inconsistency is a a habit of the immature. And I actually apologize for being inconsistent. And uh, I had to essentially pray through this and decide, is this something that I'm supposed to do or is it not? And if I'm supposed to do it, then I need to do it. And, you know, I don't know who necessarily is going to stick around through thick and through thin, through inconsistent patterns. Um, Hopefully I'm less uh, of that moving forward. But ultimately, I just did decide that this is best for me. And uh, it's an outlet for me. It's something that um, really challenges me to continue to study, continue to push in, continue to do something. And, uh, and when I was praying about it, I just really felt this impression, you know, from the Lord that keep it, keep it going, uh, and be consistent, be mature, be self-disciplined, study something, talk about it, study something, invite someone on. So anyway, I just really wanted to get through the this and that's of what's happening moving forward. Um, kind of a little bit of a life update for those of you that are curious in April, uh, three days after my son, my first son's two-year-old birthday, three days later, we had our second. So they are about three, two years apart, almost to the day. He did come five weeks premature. However, this time he had, um, and I say this time, if you don't know, my first son was uh, premature as well, and he had to spend a few weeks in NICU, and uh, he was he was born at 31 weeks, five days. So he was quite premature. Uh, my wife has a biconorate uterus. And so the second son, we, we thought it might happen, but honestly, we were just, we just trusted the Lord. Like, no matter what, we're good. God has got us. And we really just kind of put it out of mind. Uh, we had a peace about ourselves. And so we were actually shocked at 35 weeks when my wife's water broke, because in our minds, like, we had gone through it. We had uh, learned our lessons. We trusted in God. Like, honestly, it was just so far removed from our head that I, I was shocked when her water broke, even though I shouldn't have been. I should have known it was a real possibility. I just didn't think it would happen. And uh, But we were still peace at peace. We went to the doctor. We got everything going. Um, and it was just, it, it was, a, I don't want to say an easy process, definitely not for anyone giving birth. But I mean, obviously, 
Um, we went in and, and within, I think it was like four hours, we had our baby in our arms, full health, um, good weight, good size, good everything. You would think he'd be a, a full-born baby, honestly, or a you know, normal baby. And uh, we had no NICU time. We went uh, to the normal rooms and, and had our baby through the night uh, for the, you know, the couple stay there. And it was just a wonderful experience, far different than our first experience where we were there for an extra day and it was in the midst of COVID and we had to leave our child in NICU and then we could only return every other day. And um, all the visitation restrictions because of COVID, it was just a totally different experience being able to take our son home day one. So that was a blessing. His name is Samuel John, uh, and John is actually uh, not just a biblical name, but it's the name of my uncle who was a pastor when I was younger. I still esteem him highly, respect him and his ministry. Uh, and though I may not agree with everything that I grew up under and grew up with, I definitely respect him, respect his opinion of scripture, respect his biblical literacy. Um, he did kind of fall away toward the latter years from fatigue of being burnt out, not dealing with things properly, not having proper outlets, not having mentors, things like that. And, uh, and it hurts to say, uh, even to this day, that he passed away from COVID and pneumonia um, just at the end of... Uh, of 2020. So that is still there. Um, so anyway, that it's kind of a, a Samuel John. It was kind of in honor of him, his legacy, my uncle, my mother's brother. And uh, he was he was my pastor, my uncle, and uh, one of my, um, you know, greatest teachers growing up. We went through a ministry training leadership school um, while I was in high school. And uh, it definitely was the introduction of theology, but being the charismatic that I was, I thought, well, yeah, you only do this if you want to teach. You know, it's not really that important. And that's when I was first exposed to uh, the case for women in ministry versus the case for men only in ministry. And I was exposed to uh, Calvinism and Arminianism, and I was exposed to a lot of things in the Old Testament that I had never studied out. Um, we even studied the gap theory, which I almost think is kind of a silly thing to study out, but we studied that out. And anyway, he was just one of the first people that exposed me to deeper thinking, deeper study than just reading your Bible and how does it make you feel and, you know, how can you apply this to your life? It was very much so like study for the purpose of knowing. And uh, it was good. And he was someone who was a teacher that never was bullish on his opinions. In fact, probably reserved them too often because later on in life, I asked him if he was Calvinist or Arminian and why he never said what he was in the class. And he said, you know, I was never bullish on it, but I always lean toward Calvinism. Um, even though the rest of us, all of us wrote essays on Arminianism and, and tried to quote unquote dismantle Calvinism, I look back at it now and, and laugh. I mean, there's only so much maybe a 15 year old can do, but it definitely was weak. And anyway, I, I, uh, <laughs> I just, I, I anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on history and life there because that's the point of this podcast. It's just welcome back. Hi, here I am. Here's my life. And uh, so Samuel John, um, and that was just the name we, we had for him. So we've got Luke and Samuel. Life is a blessing. God has entrusted us with two young souls, and that is probably one of my, if not the probably top priority in my life, is, is uh, shepherding my children, my wife, my family, and uh, they are my first ministry. And so that has to be in working order before I can branch out to other ministries, such as, you know, being an elder of a church, to being a teaching elder, and uh, and this, rambling preacher. I have to make sure we're all good, uh, the church is good before this comes in. So uh, just so you guys know, I mean, that was part of my logic and my thinking, but I should have been more forthright with that 
um, on Instagram or even releasing a podcast saying, hey, I'm taking a couple month break or I mean more than that. But it was never my intentions and I just got distracted and, um, you know, they were good distractions though. It, it was pleasant. It was a good time with my family, but should have been more forthright and I will do so in the future. I will give you more of a notice. So hopefully you're back. Hopefully you see this and you're like, oh, hey, cool. Uh, Rambling Preacher is posting again. So that is my hope, my prayer, but I also understand if people might have just found other things that work for them. I'm actually sitting in my art room this year, second year as a teacher at a Catholic high school, if you did not know. And uh, that comes with its own uh, interesting tidbits of, of history and learning and uh, in- interacting with Catholics quite often. Now, I think some people think of Catholic high school, and, and there are a few, there, there's a scale. There's Catholic high schools that are just like Catholic everything. I mean, we have a crucifix in every single room. That is a rule. We have to start class with prayer. Now, I don't have to do a Catholic prayer. In fact, this morning I said, hey, work on your art, be quiet, but I'm going to play Rock of Ages in the background while you guys are um, working. So that was our prayer this morning. Some mornings I pray uh, just for the students. Some mornings I give a tidbit of a gospel presentation and then pray. Uh, Depends on the class, depends on the plan, um, but it's actually really freeing because they don't care that I'm not Catholic. They just want us to have Catholic values and uphold Catholic values, which honestly is a lot easier to do as a Protestant than you would think. And so I don't have to, you know, I don't have to talk about Mary if I don't want. I don't have to talk about those types of things. So anyway, I'm sitting in my art room, second year teacher here at the Catholic high school, first year as an art teacher. I do still teach one other course that isn't art, but from the art room, and it's a blessing. I'm just thankful to God. My story on this, I don't know if I shared it here, but um, I was, um, I try to make self-employed work work, and COVID happened, and that didn't work, and it was it was around, you know, art and, and building kind of an image here in the community as an artist, and uh, that didn't work through COVID. I had some sales fall through and I kind of gave up and then we had our kid prematurely and my wife was, uh, she could make a lot per hour. So it was kind of like, oh, well maybe you should work and I'll just watch the kid. And then that was miserable for both of us, a very trying and challenging year. And I apologized. And I just said, I think I'm not heeding to scripture. And I felt an immense remorse, even though I know it works for some people where the dad stays home and the, the, the wife goes out and makes some money. Um, for us, it just was not going to work. It was it was destroying our relationship, and so I apologized to her. I said, I'm going to get back into it, um, and you're going to work less, and, and it was a transition. It was difficult, and we still, <laughs> I mean, could if she worked full-time, we would have no financial struggles, but that is not her call, and that's not where I want her to be. I want her to be uh, a homemaker who works part-time from the home, but who is primarily, first and foremost, keeping the home, um, and keeping our children. And so anyway, we had to go through that transition. I started picking up part-time work as well as, uh, getting some more compensation from the church, stepping into more roles with the church, hoping that that might pan out. Um, but ultimately it's a very small church. Um, just so people know, I think some people do know, but, um, we're less than 50. And so it's never going to compensate me in the type of way where I can just be uh, elder and that's it. So it was, uh, Eldership and then part-time work, um, very, very humbling position. If you know me and know my resume, um, I took a job as a merchandising servicer at Lowe's, and that was very humbling to do. Um, but it worked, you know, I could p- put in my AirPod and I could listen to sermons or I used to just listen to scriptures. I used to, I remember one day very fondly where I just listened to uh, uh, First Timothy, Second Timothy, 
in like four different translations, five different translations through my shift, just, okay, first Timothy in the NKJV, second Timothy in the NKJV. Okay. Now I'm NASB 95, now ESV, now NLT now, you know, and that was a blessing to be able to do that. I can't do that as a teacher. I can't just put in my AirPods and, and just mind my own business and do that. So it was a blessing. It was a season of kind of regathering, repurposing, retooling, um, and humbling. And, uh, one night I just was like, okay, this is not going to make ends meet. I can't keep doing this. I have to figure it out. I was, uh, looking at donating plasma and I did a couple times. And, uh, so I was just praying. I said, God, what do you want me to do? And I just felt, you know, just this impression upon my heart once again, that, uh, I need to go full time. And that was my duty as the husband of the house and the, the man of the house. And so I start looking that night. It was a Thursday night. I start looking at, uh, you know, LinkedIn and, and, and some sales jobs and, and management type of jobs. And, um, I'm looking at, you know, I have a friend who works for Pinterest and that would have paid me pretty well. And I was probably a shoe in for a sales, uh, account manager type of position. And I really didn't want to do it though. I didn't want to lose myself in the money and, and trying to work harder to make more. And I was just worried about my self-discipline. Um, you know, with the family work-life balance. And I was just concerned with that, but that's really what I was most qualified for. And I could probably walk in and make decent money. Um, but how would that balance out with being a pastor? And I'm used to this part-time job, pastoring and caring for my family. And anyway, I was just crying out to God, like, God, please reveal your will to me in this. Um, it doesn't have to be money. I just, I just need to know what you want me to do. I want a good balance so I can manage the church and manage my household well with excellence first. And um, the next morning, my friend who's been on the podcast a few times, Shane, he called me and said, hey, I know you only want part-time work. However, one of our teachers is quitting. I think it is a position that you could actually teach all of these courses. There's art, there's English, there's health, there's human geography. Um, and oh my gosh, it was a like confirmation immediately. I knew I was like, um, Shane, you don't even realize what you just did. Uh, I was crying out to God last night to open a door for me. Tell me essentially, where do you want me to be? And, uh, and here you are less than 12 hours later calling me with a full-time job potentially. So I got an interview set up for the next Monday. I knew the principal a little bit. He interacted with me and said, look, I just want to make sure you're not one and done. I trust your character. I know who you are. I trust Shane's reference. Um, so you're hired, um, and we need you as soon as humanly possible because this other teacher needs to go, and we don't want to leave the students with a sub for two weeks right at the start of the year. So uh, it worked out, you know, and it was uh, a blessing. And then that year, the art teacher said, hey, I have been considering retiring for a long time. I think it's time. I'm going to retire. And the one job, I, when I graduated high school, I really thought in 10 years, I mean, I even told my wife this, that, this over the summer, I said, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, or even longer, 12 years ago, what I'd be doing in 10 years, I'd probably say, or at least I'd hope, art teacher in high school, um, pastor uh, with a family. That's probably what I've told you. So I can look back and just smile that, you know, God brought me here um, against all odds. You know, I, I was working finance, I was working uh, banking, I was going to school and I kind of stopped because I was starting to make more in finance and sales and management than I would ever, ever make as a teacher. And so I lost sight of myself and kind of got American, um, 
dream focused. Unfortunately, God had to correct some things in my life, which was hard, um, but good, very good. So anyway, I'm sitting here, even just like almost having tears in my eyes, realizing God has brought me here. Um, I'm a pastor. I have a family. I have two boys. Uh, I'm the art teacher. They're starting a football program here, and they're talking to me about potentially helping and, and just all those types of things that I just, you know, I've wanted to do and wanted to be a part of. Uh Man, it's just a blessing to see God bring this full circle. My wife and I are very good right now. Um, I love my boys to death. My my oldest son um, is starting to talk about the Bible, and he knows when we're going to read a, a story from the Bible. And, and, and it's just a blessing to watch him uh, grow up in this type of environment. And, and uh, I'm glad, you know, my wife and I were like, we wish we would have had kids sooner because they're such a blessing, but we're also glad we didn't because we're so much more mature and uh, we're in a place that I think is much better to bring up children now than we were when we were first married at 20, right? So it, it's actually a tremendous blessing to be, you know, what I would have considered, probably non-Utahns don't consider this old, but Utah, by Utah standard, it's it's old to have a kid by 26, 27, right? But like in other countries, other places. I'm sure that's not old, but for Utah standard, like people around us were having kids left and right, and they have kids that are six, seven, eight now, and we're just sitting here with a two-year-old and a newborn, right, and uh, plans to have more. Anyway, so it's a blessing to be here. I am excited to be here. I am, I, I'm just blessed, right? There have been a lot of struggles and trials lately. Um, I, I'm actually picking back up at college because that is going to get me a pay bump here at the school, and so I should have. Uh, that pay bump by next school year is the hope. So I'm going back full time to get things in place. So I actually have, <laughs> I have a full-time college, full-time teaching job. Um, and I would say pastoring is part-time because it, it kind of is. It depends on the week and what's going on. But for the most part, I'd say I put in 20-ish hours, 25 hours per week, uh, and it, it depends. People ask me all the time. They're like, you know, how, how much how much time a week? And I'm like, well, it depends. Like, as a pastor, you're expected to live a life above reproach. So what do you include? Do you include my prayer time? Do you include my Bible study time? Do you include the time I go and talk to somebody on the phone that's struggling? Do you include my time of shepherding my, my own family? Because that's a, an expectation of the elders. Um, do you include... Uh, you know, what do you include? Because if you're just including like services I attend, um, meetings I go to, and preparing for a sermon, then yeah, maybe, maybe not as much time. Maybe, I mean, that's probably still a good chunk of it, maybe 12, 15 hours of it. But if you're including everything, then yeah, you're pushing 20, 25 hours on a weekly basis. So anyway, <laughs> um, by God's grace, I will make it through this season. I feel actually very confident, not in my own abilities, but to rest in the strengthening and empowerment of the Spirit, that I will uh, yield to the Spirit to be self-disciplined in the season, to be the father, to be the husband that I'm called to be first and foremost, to be the pastor, to be the teacher, and to be the student that I'm called to be, um, and just overall the Christian that I'm called to be. So no matter how busy, always just remind yourself that it's not really about your strength anyway. It's about yielding to the Spirit and His strengthening. And if you've picked up more than you are supposed to pick up, then it won't work. But if you are doing what you are supposed to be doing, then the Lord will strengthen you for that. And I do feel confident that I am doing all that I'm supposed to be doing right now. Uh, though it seems like a lot, I actually think this is just my plate for the season, and it's okay. 
And that's okay. So bottom line, though, I will say, pray for pastors. I, <laughs> we, we've gone through a lot of uh, struggles as pastors. Um, I am considering um, starting something that would be specifically only for shepherds or pastors. So if you are a shepherd or pastor, uh, maybe reach out to me because it's something I'd like to start soon if I do start it. But it would only be, um, it would be a private Instagram for pastors and elders um, to connect, to communicate, to collaborate. Um, I'm sure a lot of pastors out there with their denominations have support groups, have those types of things in place, but um, it's still good to have other people, right? I have reached out a lot to, if you guys know on Instagram, Apostle um, Paul Brandon. Um, I've reached out a lot to him. He's an, he's an elder, and he's a great resource for me, and I'm still new to this. You know, I've only been eldering for about two years, pastoring for two years, and uh, and I'm, I'm coming from a system where it was like, okay, you're the senior pastor now, and I said, well, no, you know, well, that wasn't really a conversation. I want you to be the senior pastor. And I said, well, I actually want to do a plurality of elders. And, and we're still struggling with that. We're still struggling with finding a plurality of elders. And so those are things that are all going in my mind. And I'm sure your pastor has his own sets of struggles and battles. So just pray for your pastors, please. Um, you like that alliteration? Pray for pastors, please. Anyway, um, that is kind of just, oops, sorry. One thing I'm saying there. And then on the agenda, okay, I'm almost done because I've just been rambling about my life and updates and that's all this is. But the last thing I want to say is I'm, I'm going to podcast every other week. I want to have guests on um, pretty often so that it's more just me picking a brain rather than me putting in too much time studying. Not, not that that's bad, but I want to have a balance because I know that I have a lot going on right now. So I want to have guests on, um, pick their brains, have open conversations, open dialogue about things. I don't know. Somebody did just send me a meme Lord Monday, how they had a conversation about spiritual gifts with that, uh, I don't know his name, they, their YouTube channel. I've watched some of their YouTube, a few of their videos. Uh, I should look it up. I want to say it's Brian or Paul or something with an O. Um, you guys might know who I'm talking about, but it was a good conversation. It was funny because I felt like it was the dis dissonance in my own head. And uh, anyway, I, I think we're going to have conversations that will be good, will pique some interest, um, certain topics. I'd love to connect on Instagram and see what you guys want. I've already heard some things for conditionalism and, of course, spiritual gifts. That's where a lot of people want me to dive into, and I will. I actually plan on doing a, an entire teaching series on the spiritual gifts at my church, and I don't see any reasons why I can't um, kind of partner that research and that time and that energy and put it on to a podcast format. Um, so I want your perspective, I want your opinion, but spiritual gifts are coming. Uh, likely, I would start with just putting my front for, foot forward. Just It would start with probably holiness, character, godliness, because um, character over gifting every single time, fruit of the spirit, things like that. And then we would bleed into spiritual giftings, um, you know, serving type of giftings, which are love gifts and, and word or teaching or those type of gifts. And then, yeah, we, we could talk about the power gifts, um, which are the ones that everyone either gets excited for or they're nervous for. There's like no in-between, it seems. So we can talk about all of those things moving forward in the weeks and months to come. I am back. I am excited to be back. And so uh, just be encouraged. Uh, I, I really just connect with me on Instagram. I haven't been doing as many polls or stories lately, um, but I do check my messages at least once or twice a day just to see if anyone's writing in. And uh, so anyway, um, hopefully 
Well, not hopefully. I will be back in two weeks. We'll do something. I don't even know what yet. I'll put it on Instagram, what we're going to do. But uh, so, yeah, I'm signing off and we will talk again soon. Not a shame.